Hello, my name is Christian Eto, and welcome back to Romeo Must Die. So it's been a month since the last episode, and a lot of stuff has happened. So I'm going to brief you on all of these things. So since then, my University of Maryland decision had came back. I actually had gotten. So then I was able to like strategically start planning my top three school, well, my top three schools that I will most likely be attending in the fall of 2021, which are Towson University, which are out of Towson University, Morgan State University, or University of Maryland College Park. And I'm very honored to even be like admitted to any one of these institutions or like all of these institutions like collectively and to have the choice to go to one of them to further my education is just a great feeling. So um, I know that's like a way away until I have to make my um, college decision on May 1st, but it's always good to have these things figured out. Um, and also, I finished my first semester strong, so I'm very confident about that. I feel like I'm really ready for the college um, transition, and I feel like I really know what I want to do in my first year and get out of my first year and stuff like that. And I know that I'm interested in any institution that I go into in um, getting admitted into the Honors College or being able to further my education to the farthest extent, because that's something that I don't take lightly. So, yeah. Um. But besides that, what we're here today to address is five things that we need in America today. In America, we're facing a lot of existential crises right now, starting from the pandemic and then this like um, climate change. And there's so many other issues that need to be addressed. So I have five things that we need to change in America today to make our communities better and our youth, um, what's it called, more confident too. So yeah. Um, my first thing was universal health care for all citizens. This pandemic has taught us that having reliable health care is a necessity. People have lost those who they hold the most closest. They will not be able to pay for a large amount of therapists and stuff like that, or be able to come out of pocket to pay for insurance all the time and stuff like that. Some people are unemployed right now. So it is it's very important that our government sees the need for our people to have universal health care so that they can go see a therapist when they want to, to talk about their emotions Alexis and feelings. My bad, the lights is going off. So they can talk about their emotions and feelings with no expense, without fear of having to be like, oh, wow, I'm going to have to pay this $200 or $100 or however much it might cost. And the notion that a person in the richest country in the world can be left to die because they don't have money for health care is egregious. So in addition to all of these things, I feel like jobs should provide workers with not only a living wage of $15 to start, but should also have paid maternity leave for all women. And jobs should also be required to give employees mental health days. You know, when this pandemic started and stuff like that, mental health was a thing that was lackadaisically talked about and stuff like that. It was brushed to the side. Right now, this is something that needs to be addressed. People are isolated from their families. They need time to heal. They need time to adjust to this daunting time. They need time to, to even fathom living life with a loved one that they have lost during this pandemic. And I feel like the 
The reason why people bash the idea of universal health care is because they're scared to lose their private insurance and their privilege. Doctors give doctors sometimes give people with private insurance and more money better treatment. You know what I mean? So individuals are scared of using their private insurance and scared of losing the privilege that they should have never had in the first place. How does a dollar value determine the value of a person's life? So I feel like making universal health care is an essential first step in ending this bias system that has crippled so many people and that has hindered so many of us. So I feel like doctors will have to give the same treatment to each patient. Doctors should have to give the treatment, the same exact treatment to each patient. You know what I mean? And secondly, we need to cancel student debt and work towards making college free for all citizens. The student loan crisis is egregious. How are we expected to go to college to pursue our dreams if we're swamped with an excessive amount of debt that is crippling? Listen to this. In America, the land of the free, the richest country in the world, people are being deterred from their childhood dreams because of they, because of the student loan crisis that has hindered them and oppressed so many brilliant minds. Third, I feel as though we need to work relentlessly on criminal justice reform. We should not live in a world where we still use egregious tactics such as the death penalty. It is unjust that our government has the ability to strip a person of their life for any reason. This is not a dictatorship. We are in a democracy. I feel as though the crimes in Baltimore are at most times crimes of necessity. In Baltimore, we lack adequate resources in our schools, recreational centers, libraries. So our youth struggle to find outlets to express themselves. That's making them out of touch with their emotions. And since all of these emotions are bottled up on top of struggling in poverty, not being able to make means um, um not being able to make ends meet, not even being able to uh, have money or to have normal things or essential things in some people's lives. The youth are going to lash out and find a means to make this money. And is that their fault? It is not. It's our government's and our society's fault for allowing our youth to slip through the cracks and not preparing them adequately for a life, for this life. You know what I mean? And now, fourthly, I feel as though we have to put community. No. For, before I even get into that point, we need to put resources in our communities. That is step one. We need to reallocate funds to make sure our students are getting an amazing education and have the opportunity to explore their diversified interests. Each one of these children has the unique potential to achieve a plethora of things. Each one of our lives should be held with should be regarded with value. We are more than a number. Fourthly, I feel as though we need to end end evictions and work to create new jobs. People have lost their jobs, friends, and families due to this pandemic. So to strip them of their homes and leave them with nothing is unacceptable. 
We are not doing our citizens any favor during this daunting time. And I'm not saying that landlords shouldn't be paid, but I'm saying that there should be a program in place to mutually benefit both parties. People cannot be homeless during this time. It is simply unfathomable to think that a person would be able to just do this alone. You know what I mean? It's very hard for all of us. As I said previously, people are facing unemployment. It is extremely hard to make ends meet right now. So yeah. And lastly, I wanted to discuss on how we need to, uh, what's it called, reshape our curriculum. We need to make our curriculum more engaging and more modern so that our students are adequately prepared for the real world. Instead of just creating more regular high schools with only general education classes, we should work to make more trade and vocational schools available where students are actually having the opportunity to learn about things of interest. This then will build a student. Then we should go about learning the student, learning their interests, and then building their curriculum around that student's interest or that student's selected trade, right? So for example, my trade is law, right? So instead of taking a class like geometry, I should be taking a class like diplomacy or contemporary affairs, something to engage my mind, something that will um, correlate with my chosen field of work. You know what I mean? Because I believe the way that we can motivate our students to do well in school is by aligning their interests with the classes they are taking. Nobody wants to sit in hour-long classes about things that do not matter to them. And I also feel as though we need to implement an African-American history curriculum in Baltimore City schools because it is egregious that our, that our population is 70% African-American. Our student population is exactly 76% African-American. And some of our students grow up not learning anything about their enriching and amazing history. And also, I'm calling for the end of of classes like geometry, algebra two, and pre-calc to implement classes centered around what our students need for success in life, like a financial literacy course that encompasses everything they'll need to know about banking or how to um, plan a 401k or how to file their taxes for the up and coming years. And I do understand there are a lot more issues that need to be addressed, such as our climate crises, voter suppression, gun control, um, lackluster representation in government. And I promise you, there's other great topics of magnitude, and I promise you they'll be addressed in future episodes. So I just wanted to thank all of you for your time. I know this was like a quicker episode, or it may have not been, but I don't really know. Um, this week's quote is by Drake, honestly, I think it is. He said, hope for the best, expect the worst. Life is a play. We're all unrehearsed. And that's just a quote that I've been, um, what's it called, using for a long time and dwelling on and stuff like that. And something I really hold near and dear to me. So, yeah, thank you so much. And I'll see you next time.